The first step towards success is taken when you refuse to be a captive of the environment in which you first find yourself. M. Kane. Are you ready? It's the On The Money Podcast with Jerry and Nick Royer. Authors, radio show hosts, TV personalities, retirement wealth coaches. On The Money with Jerry and Nick Royer starts right now. This is the On The Money of Jerry and Nick Royer podcast. This is Nick Royer. And we're broadcasting coast to coast from the Group 10 Financial Studios. And to my left is my dad, Jerry Royer, 53 veteran in the financial world. And, you know, I got a question for you. I know. 53 <laughs> years, I'm getting old. No, no, <laughs> I wasn't going to say that, man, no. you know. <laughs> Maybe we'll get there later. No, I don't know. But when you, when you think of the word captive, just the word captive, if that's all you thought about, what do you think when you think the word captive? Well, I think of back uh, captive 54 years ago when I started uh, in helping people with their retirement. And uh, Nick, I was with, as you well know, Metropolitan Life when I uh, opened the door of Old Mother Met. And it didn't take me very long as I moved up uh, and became a manager. And I looked around at other people that were bringing in their, uh, their stuff for us to look at, their retirement programs and so forth. And I said, wow, you know, I don't have anything that really competes with this. So I realized by being captive, everything that I had, I had to use what Metropolitan put on the table. And I just realized, you know what, they had some good things, but they didn't have the best of everything. So striking out on our own and forming a group tenant really opened a door that we weren't married to one company. We had to, basically the resource of all to be able to draw from and build programs, truly build them with the best of the best out there to help them get uh, to a safe, sound, and secure retirement. Was there a defining moment, though, when you're thinking about that? Was there a defining moment that was like, wow, <laughs> I'm I'm limited in what I can do here? It was because my older brother, who was 11 years older than myself, uh, where he worked with this company uh, that made uh, specialty steel products. Mm-hmm. The, the program that they offered to them for retirement just knocked the socks off of anything that I had to offer. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to look into that. So here's your brother probably coming to you, asking you to help him out, but exactly. not being able to do it yeah. because and what he had was, comparable. You know, was a better program. You couldn't compete. So, but thank God for that because it opened the door to be able to go out and realize that being captive wasn't nothing bad about it. Some people like that, you know, that uh, like Linus, uh, his security blanket. Yeah, mother company. Right? I'm working for the mother I'm company. Working. They're paying the lights, the electric, and all these things. When you strike out on your own, you pay all those expenses When you're independent, yourself. right? Yeah. And there's some disadvantages to being captive. I mean, obviously, you found that you were limited in what you could provide. And there's major companies out there, and this isn't to throw a, a stone at any of them, but I mean, if you think about Northwestern Mutual or State Farm or Merrill Lynch, you know, Edward, yeah, Jones. Edward Jones, Morgan State, Allstate, you know, those companies are all captive companies. So you can only offer what they allow you to offer. Now, I, I can remember I'm one of these companies, I'm not going to allude to the specific one, but do you remember uh, one of our friend advisors uh, from, from California? John. Mm-hmm. And remember, John was an independent guy that that he eventually went to work for a captive company. <laughs> and then he actually called us on the phone saying, well, hey, you know, there's an opening. You guys could do what I'm doing. But then you can only offer what they're offering, which mm-hmm. was a very limited resource. This is going back years and years and years and years. But I mean, the fact of the matter is, is he went to work for a company where I believe it was called uh, you're in good hands. Yeah. 
right? And, and not that it was a bad thing. It worked no. out well for what he was trying to do. But again, when we were looking at that, it's like, well, that doesn't really fit us being able to help uh, our clients in the way that we want to help our clients. We'd be too captive. We would be limited in what we could do. And it doesn't make sense for the client families that we help. And so um, you can only offer what, you, what they allow you to offer. And, and I think that's just almost like being handcuffed, you know. Uh, and I can remember um, a lady who, who came to us uh, a number of years ago, and she was actually referred to us by somebody in another brokerage company. Uh, brokerage company was Ameriprise. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, she said, you know, to this guy, I, I want certain things in my portfolio. And he said, well, I can't offer you those things because the company w- doesn't have those available and I can't get them. And he said, but I would refer you to these guys. And she came over to us to help do the retirement planning because they weren't able to do that particular type of retirement planning that she needed. They weren't able to do that over there. And so, um, and, and then here's another story is I had a, a, a real nice guy who was, was uh, started out working for a major brokerage company. And um, I asked him because he came to one of our events and I asked him, I said, well, why don't you work for that company anymore? And well, it was it was a pause just like that. And he said, well, because um, I, I didn't it, I just didn't jive with what they were trying to tell me that I needed to do. And I said, well, what was that? He said, well, we would have these Monday meetings <laughs> and they would tell us in these Monday meetings that these are the programs that you're going to sell this week. And he said, and I would sit there saying, but I don't think that fits everybody. But they would tell me that that's what I need to sell this week. That was like there was a commercial. It ran a while back. uh it was uh, Charles Schwab had this commercial owner was uh, one of their competitors, and it showed their Monday morning meeting. And this guy came in and he sat there and says, "Okay, today, put some lipstick on this old pig and get out there and push it." And they made him pull it off wow. because basically it was a it was a legitimate. It ran for about maybe two three days, and they made him <laughs> pull that off. Uh, because, yeah, yeah. So it, again. Basically, what you're saying is being captive. You've got to pedal what they tell you to pedal or you're out of business. Right. A captive person may have access to maybe one type of insurance program or one type of long-term care program or one, or maybe a mutual fund from only one fund family. Uh, you know, it's maybe uh, just that we just use Pacific funds or we just use American funds, and that's all we use. And when literally there's dozens and thousands of other things out there, but they're just limiting it to just those few and they might might not even be able to use bank investments or other things. They're limited in the scope that they can do, too. Whereas an independent advisor may have thousands of stocks or bonds or mutual funds or ETFs at their fingertips, maybe access to dozens and dozens of insurance companies and products, access to bank investments. Literally, they may have access to a, a much, much broader range of investments in the investment universe, not just limited to whatever is on this one planet. You see what I just said? Mm. Not limited to this planet or this one world, but the universe, a much broader universe. And I universe. think what scares a lot of people off of independent advisors next is that they say, well, you've got so many things available to you. How do you have time to research it? And basically, there's computers that do that. There is. Right? Yeah, like yeah. the question of, well, how do you monitor all the accounts that you manage? Or how computers? do you, yeah, or how do you get the most out of Social Security when there's over 550 uh computers you know to do it so it's a little bit of both right it's computers and it's also team yep it's it's computers that that help enhance what we're doing but it's also the team to know what the heck we're looking at 
Okay. And a team that when you show it to them and you they sit there and say, you know what, I think this works better. And you say, you know, I didn't think about Think that. about an x-ray. Mm-hmm. Uh, easiest way. I can remember a few years back, I had a family member that had an x-ray. Uh, she was having a problem with her spine. And they took an x-ray. One doctor looked at that x-ray and said, well, you know, you're okay. Just go home. <laughs> another, another doctor looked at that x-ray and said, oh, my gosh, there's a mass there. Hold mm-hmm. on. How did two doctors look at the same thing and come up with two different things? It's because one doctor was specialized in looking at a specific type of mass. So he knew exactly what he was looking for, whereas the other person hadn't been trained in knowing how to look at that x-ray in that way. So you almost, I mean, computers are great, folks, no doubt. But you also got to look at the fact of who is looking at or uh, who is looking at the computer analysis that's getting spit out. And are they qualified? Do they know what the heck and how to read that? Does that make sense? Makes a lot of sense. So, I mean, it's just completely different. Um, You know, another thing here, too, is if you go to our podcast website, and that is www.onthemoneyshow.com, and you go to the page for this podcast. Now, this podcast is number 56, and it's called Captive Versus Independent. Does it really matter? You can go, you can download a free report about why objective financial advice is important and why working with somebody who is independent can be the key to be to having maybe, you know, the freedom to have multiple options in your portfolio versus captive where you only have a few options with your financial planning and what's that website again www.onthemoneyshow.com it's our podcast webpage. okay www.onthemoneyshow.com you know and here's another pro tip the type of license that an advisor has has a lot to do with whether they can offer certain things or not offer certain things. Yeah, paint the picture that you do in, in the workshops, Nick. Uh, you know, just imagine. It'd be nice if I had a marker. Yeah, just, just imagine right if you have a whiteboard <laughs> and you draw a line down the middle. Yeah, I'm actually drawing in the air right now because I can't. That really is a, is a great okay. picture to paint. <laughs> I'll try to do it. Okay, so here's what you do. What you do is, and I do this at our live events, is I draw two circles on a board, and I draw a line in between the two circles. And in one circle, I write the word securities. And in the other circle, on the other side of the line, I draw the word insurance. Because literally what happens is there's two types of licenses that people have in the financial services industry. One is a securities license that allows them to offer stocks and bonds and mutual funds and maybe variable annuities and exchange-traded funds, those types of things, the risky investments. Mm -hmm. And then you have people that have an insurance license, and that's people who they can have, uh, they can offer life insurance or fixed annuities or indexed annuities or fixed index annuities or hybrid annuities or Mm -hmm. long-term care insurance, and they have that license. And see, what happens is a lot of times people will retire and they'll get a dinner invitation to a dinner seminar. And they'll go to a dinner seminar for, 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 for that. And somebody will talk about, hey, yeah, you know, this, is, this program is great. This stock portfolio is awesome. You should never invest a dime in annuities or anything on the insurance side of it. You should buy everything in this portfolio because we follow this Skittle chart looking thing. And we have a fantastic standard deviation rate of return over the period of time. And the Monte and Carlo at, theory. And the Monte and Carlo <laughs> simulations. And look at the alpha and the beta and the R squared on this. It's fantastic and all this. But again, you shouldn't focus on any annuities at all, folks. We don't like them. And then you go next week to another dinner event. And that person says, you should buy nothing but annuities and you should never put anything if you're a retiree in a stock bond or mutual fund portfolio. And why do you think that is? Well, here you are stuck in the middle. Right. You just went to two seminars. How can people be completely polar different? How? And what you find out 
is the licensing. <laughs> is it's right. because maybe because that one person only has a securities license, they can only offer the things that they recommended. And the same, the other may only have an insurance license, and that's all they can. In fact, there's the rules have changed now, but if you're only licensed to sell insurance products, you can't even look legally at any of the financials from the stock portfolios that people Yeah, that's have. been a big thing now they're starting to crack down on, where you can, if you have an insurance-only license, you can talk about the product. But as, far, as soon as somebody says, well, that's a great product, what should I sell out of what I currently have in the stock they market to be able to invest in that? That's investment advice. So they actually can't say yes or no. You, they can't really recommend because that's investment advice. So you got to be careful with that, too. So there's a couple key takeaways. Let's talk about the key takeaways that people listening to this podcast can can guide, can can, can glean. There's a better word, glean, not guide. Glean <laughs> from what we just talked about. Let's, let's talk about some takeaways. Yeah, find someone basically, Nick, who is independent and not captive to any one company. That's my feeling, and it has been for over 50 years. You know, if they're captive, your options will be captive and limited. You can only discuss what you were told to discuss. And just like all of our clients, when we talk about it all the time, we're all different. Our DNA is different. Our fingerprints are different. Well, if all we have is, you know, if the only tool you have in your toolbox is a hammer, everything's going to look like a nail. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And, and another thing, too, so find somebody who's independent, not captive. Another thing is work with somebody who is duly licensed. That means they have licenses maybe in the securities world and the insurance world. They are like the superplex car store, you know, where there's Ford and there's Toyota and there's Honda and there's Audi and there's uh, Range Rover and uh, Chevy all on the same lot versus just the one type of dealership where you go on and it's a Ford dealership and the only thing they can offer you is a Ford. And if you want something else, well, hey, there's a used car lot that we got. So you can you can buy a Toyota from 10 years ago on our used car lot. That's not, you know, look for somebody who has options and availability to do more. Yeah, a lot of people come to the realization that, you know, that finan- but financial person who got them to retirement may not be the person suited to get them through retirement. Maybe they're captive and not independent, or they have only one license and are not duly licensed. So there they are, again, limited in their capabilities. In fact, you know, it's funny you mention that because the Wall Street Journal wrote an article called Is My Advisor Right for My Retirement? And the article basically said that the most that, that, that most other financial salespeople and brokers are just not equipped to do retirement planning. They're doing things completely different. So, again, folks, uh, just go to the website, onthemoneyshow.com, and you can download the free report for this podcast about the importance of getting an objective opinion. Another resource that we have, again, is our On The Money Retirement Toolkit. Included in this toolkit is our uh, book, Fresh Off the Presses, Diffuse the Seven Steps to Saving Your 401k from the IRS. And the easy way to get this toolkit shipped directly to your door. And again, we will even pay the shipping cost to get it there. I mean, it is literally a big box of tools. Um, you know, when we go and take a whole box of these things down to the <laughs> down to the postal, uh, they post go, oh, office, gosh, here they they're like, oh, again. boy, here we go. And we don't this is because it's literally a box. Um, but, uh, you know, just text us if you want that box. Just text the word <laughs> retire. R-E-T-I-R-E. Just text the word retire to 31996. 
Uh, again, that's 31996, and we'll send that to you. Um, and so, uh, again, that website with all the resources from this podcast and the, and the free downloads is www.onthemoneyshow.com. And again, we want to thank you all for tuning in this week. I know uh, we enjoy doing these podcasts. Hopefully you like the new format. I know we like the new format too. And again, we'll be here again for another podcast next Friday. Uh, make sure you hit subscribe on your phone. And as soon as we're releasing that podcast, it will update immediately on your phone. And until then, I want to thank you once more for your time, this time, until next time. So long, everyone. You've been listening to the On the Money with Jerry and Nick Royer podcast. Catch new episodes every week to discover the latest retirement strategies and tips for retiring well from Jerry and Nick. To subscribe to the podcast, head to onthemoneyshow.com. That's onthemoneyshow.com. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Group 10 Financial and Brookstone Capital Management are independent of each other.